Welcome to AJHP Voices, now comprising interviews on contemporary pharmacy issues and discussions with AJHP authors. The service was formerly known as AJHP Podcasts. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. This is William Zelmer for AJHP Voices, speaking with two of the co-authors of an AJHP paper entitled Variations in Pharmacy-Based Transition of Care Practices in the United States, a National Survey. This article is based on a June 2012 survey of directors of hospital pharmacy departments. With me is Dr. Nadia Huck, who is pharmacy manager in the Department of Pharmacy Services at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. Also, David Chen, who is Director of Pharmacy Practice Sections and Director of the Section of Pharmacy Practice Managers at ASHP. Nadia, what specific transitions of care activities did the survey cover? The survey questions that we sent out to directors of pharmacy encompassed a broad range of aspects related to transitions of care. So we basically followed a patient from admission to after their discharge and then asked the directors about pharmacist involvement along every step of the process. So things like were pharmacists or students or pharmacy technicians involved in medication reconciliation at their institution or what involvement do pharmacists have with medications that are going to be continued after a patient is discharged from the hospital or do they educate patients on those medications? Do pharmacists help with discharge medication counseling and medication reconciliation upon discharge? Do they provide handoff to other pharmacists in ambulatory settings, or do they call patients after they are discharged? We also inquired about external factors that may be barriers to having these activities occur. Mm-hmm. Well, a very comprehensive survey. In addition to the importance of good transitions of care from the perspectives of patient safety and quality of care, Hospitals now have financial incentives to ensure that this is done well for discharged patients. Isn't that right, David? Oh, correct, Bill. And I think with the CMS or Medicare readmission initiatives in trying to reduce readmissions for the United States, as some of the statistics indicate that one in five Medicare patients um, are being readmitted and with the complexity of the number of medications they're taking, between the two of those, hospitals now have the financial incentive to avoid readmissions uh, based on the CMS criteria. And so that, in part, is, is helping to drive improved transitions of care um, between patients coming into the hospital, but more importantly, if they get discharged and transitioned into their ambulatory or other institutionalized environments. Nadia, please give us a brief top-level overview of your findings in this survey. Sure. Almost 400 directors of pharmacy across the country responded to the survey that we sent out. It was actually a good geographic mix across the country, as well as a good mix of respondents from different size institutions. We asked the directors what types of transitions of care activities pharmacists are involved with on a regular basis. For the most part, more common um, transition of care activities included medication, education on certain medications, such as anticoagulants. That was probably the most common, drugs like warfarin or noxaparin. About a third of respondents also had pharmacy department involvement, be it with pharmacists or pharmacy technicians or students doing medication histories and medication reconciliation. The survey also offered to us that most directors feel that pharmacy involvement in transition of care is important, but that they often don't have adequate resources to provide such services. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to pick up that last point. As you said, your survey revealed really a sizable gap between, on the one hand, the perceived importance of hospital pharmacists' engagement in transition of care activities, and on the other hand, the extent to which pharmacists are actually engaged in such activities. Could you recap uh, in more detail those specific findings? Yes. 91% of our respondents said that lack of resources was the number one barrier to pharmacists being involved in transition of care activities. In another question, 70% of respondents said that pharmacists spent less than 10% of their time in transition of care activities. So perhaps one could infer that pharmacy directors and pharmacy departments are still trying to determine how to make transition of care activities fit in as a priority amongst many other priorities within their institution at the moment. Mm-hmm. You mentioned barriers. Did the survey give you more details about specific barriers that pharmacists are facing here? So again, many directors said, 70% said that just time and resources was the biggest barrier, but another common barrier included lack of hospital leadership support or not having other healthcare professionals finding it valuable or lack of technology connectivity to help pharmacists be engaged in transitions of care. Well, you know, I was quite interested as I read the paper in the finding that 40% of respondents said that hospital executive and clinical leaders and others do not recognize the value of pharmacist involvement in transitions of care activities. What are your thoughts about the implications of that finding? Nadia, would you like to start? Sure. I think there still sort of remains a struggle to understand what the financial implications of these readmissions will actually be. The penalty increases from 1% to 3% from 2013 to 2015, but I think until health systems can sort of sort out exactly how much this means to them financially, as in how much will the readmission cost versus how much is the institution reimbursed for the readmit, there may not be across-the-board agreement on how much effort should be put into transition of care activities. Um, Additionally, readmissions are very difficult to prevent, and in most studies, it hasn't just been one intervention that reduces these readmissions. It's usually multifaceted, involves multiple disciplines, and figuring out what sorts of programs to put together to actually move the needle may also prove to be difficult for many institutions. David, anything to add? Yes, as mentioned, this is going to continue to be a significant issue for pharmacy leaders. And I think also, as we look as pharmacists and as pharmacy services, that transitions of care is not going to be just an event anymore, that it's a series of patient care activities that you know begin at admission and carry through to discharge, which will need you know a change in the way that we, we manage our practices within our facilities. But I do think, though, that over time, as we see these hospitals merge and become larger organizations that some of the comments that Nadia just mentioned will change in the dynamics that it won't be just an individual hospital looking at what's happening with their facility, that there'll be a better ability to look at things in aggregate as hospitals get better and looking at their analytics and seeing how the negative aspects of bad transitions of care reflect back on the organization. In addition to that, as pharmacists and pharmacy leaders, we'll we'll need to continue sharing stories and best practices with one another uh, that help to demonstrate where people have been successful in using actual outcomes as they're related to things like core measures, but also other business-related return on investment outcomes that have worked within their organizations to demonstrate the role that the pharmacist has as part of the team to influence the improvements in readmission rates and patient satisfaction with things like HCAPs. I guess one of the things I wondered when I uh, saw that part of the paper was to what extent the image of pharmacists comes to play here. Uh, you know, when you think of the state of hospital pharmacy across the country, all types of institutions, 
you sometimes wonder whether the hospital executive and clinical leaders are really tuned in to the current, let's call it, status of our profession in terms of uh, education and training and competency, or whether they're still bound to sort of a traditional image of pharmacists involved primarily in drug distribution activities. Do you think there might be anything related to that associated with this finding? You know, one of the things I think this is fairly a new phenomenon for hospital-based pharmacy practice models and services to be looking post-discharge is now required with a 30-day readmission. So I'd like to think that, you know, hospital administrators, for the most part, clearly understand the value of what hospital pharmacists and the pharmacy team provide in managing the acute aspects of patient care. But a lot of the infrastructure isn't necessarily built yet for the transitions of care and the communications with the community. And I think also the community is becoming new partners for us as they understand the opportunities to work with facilities. So I like to think that it's not necessarily a a lack of understanding of the value, but a little bit um, of the fact that it's a changing paradigm for where health systems in their entirety need to look at placing their resources. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, I was thinking, too, about the most recent edition of the ASHP Pharmacy Forecast Report that predicts that it is likely that within the next five years, most hospitals will have at least one pharmacist dedicated to working with discharge patients on drug therapy management, including outcomes monitoring and coaching on adherence. Now, based on this survey, how realistic does that prediction seem to you? Uh, Nadia, perhaps you would start with this one. I think we still need to see a shift in perception of the importance of transition care activities amongst pharmacists and inpatient institutions in general. For a long time in most disease states, acute care and ambulatory care were two separate and distinct entities. But now the financial implications of continuing to do it that way are large, and we all see now how much they need to merge. And there have been pockets of this amongst disciplines like transplant and pharmacy services and transplant but I think it's going to be much more widespread beginning soon. If a one pharmacist model works, that's great, but I think ideally almost every hospital pharmacist in a department spends time not only managing acute issues, but also focusing on how the patient will transition to the next practice setting and be involved in that transition. And I think it's probably a more ideal model that will really achieve the outcomes we are hoping for. David? I agree. One, I think it is realistic that there may be one pharmacist dedicated to drug uh, discharge planning, but it will vary based on the size of the institution. But what most likely we'll see is what Nadia suggested, is that there will be a series of activities and services that are clearly delineated in the practice model as being more supportive of the discharge medication management aspects of a patient's care as they transition out of facilities. And I also do think that at the multi-hospital health system level, they will be defined roles and potentially new roles for pharmacists that are dedicated to monitor and facilitate the transitions of care of patients within the healthcare system itself as the, as the pharmacy department works with the medical homes and the physician practices that are associated with the organization. In addition to that, and I think in the paper, Nadia mentioned, uh, saw this in the research findings, is I think part of the answer may not just lay with pharmacists, but also the use of non-pharmacist extenders to help ensure that these models are sustainable. Yeah. Well, David, I know that ASHP and the American Pharmacists Association have had a project in this area that offers some advice and guidance and perhaps descriptions of best cases, best practices in terms of 
managing transitions out of the hospital into the community, managing that well. Could you comment a bit on that project? Yes. Number one, the findings from Nadia's research are very much in alignment with some of the findings or the information in the case studies that are presented in this best practices project that ASHP and APHA worked on together. I think more importantly, what's nice about the case studies is that albeit there may be barriers that people are working with, there are different models that people have been successful with. And I think when you read the case studies, they're good examples of where people have tried to address the barriers they've been successful, but also acknowledge that barriers still exist for expansion of the programs. And I think it's a great piece of work to demonstrate locations that have been successful. But I think as a profession, this is just a starting point that we need to continue to collect case studies um, that include addressing the barriers, that include the use of pharmacists as well as non-pharmacist extenders, but that also include the different outcome measures that they were able to utilize, as well as the impact on the outcome measures that are required by hospitals, such as readmission rates. I assume that there's access through the ASHP website to those uh, case studies. Is that right? Correct. If a member were to go to the ASHP website and Google the ASHP APHA Medication Management and Care Transitions Best Practices, I think reading this document uh, along with the results of this research really paint a good picture of where there's opportunity, but also uh, where the challenges exist as we move forward as a profession. Well, Nadia, you refer in the paper to ASHP's Pharmacy Practice Model Initiative, which has recommended that hospital pharmacy resources be reallocated to activities such as improving transitions of care. In your view, what areas of hospital pharmacy practice present the major opportunities for making this type of reallocation? No doubt there's probably multiple ideas on how we can do this to help improve patient outcomes. I think in many places, pharmacists spend an equivalent time rounding on each patient, no matter how sick or not sick that they might be. And I think as resources are not only becoming more limited, but also more outcomes-based, it'll be important for pharmacists to be part owners of transitions of care activities that can provide more tangible outcomes to patients, their department, and hospital administration. So providing maybe documented recommendations to the medical team about medication discrepancies or recommendations on optimization of drug therapy from inpatient to outpatient, and also providing referrals to pharmacists or other healthcare providers in an ambulatory setting will allow for increased accountability and a more, again, tangible impact on outcomes. So pharmacy departments may look at time spent rounding or time that they spend documenting interventions or and perhaps shift some of that time to devote to transition of care activities. David, what would you add? I'll agree completely with Nadia. I think that we do this to a high level already, but I think now with the other core measures that are in place and things like we've been speaking about transitions of care, that that becomes one more characteristic that's overlaid with how pharmacy departments prioritize where they put their, their manpower. And then also clearly making sure that the pharmacy goals are also aligned with the organization goals. I think also another area for reallocation of resources is just a combination of advancement as well as reallocation. And that's that's looking at the use of technicians and how technology can enable what we do with patient care so that we can further a free time of a limited resource, i.e. being the pharmacist, to do some of these additional activities that, that are expected of us. Well, Nadia Hawk and David Chen, thank you very much for taking time to discuss with us this very important paper in AJHB on pharmacist engagement in transitions of care. That concludes this interview. 
For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org.